I'm Alicia Michalisic Kurtz, an emergency doctor based in California, and this is Real Talk. Let me start by saying that being an emergency doctor is the best job ever. Things I get to do are unmatched in just about any other job. People of every skin color, every age, every culture, every sexual orientation, every everything come in for all kinds of unpredictable things. Some have chest pain or the flu. Others have a surgical problem like appendicitis. Some need procedures like a chest tube or stitches. And some have really random things stuck just about anywhere you can stick things in your body. And many end up not having a medical emergency at all, but they didn't know that when they got there. Regardless of their background, regardless of their chief complaint, all of my patients in the ED share one thing in common. They trust me to listen to their story. Patients come to the ER in their most vulnerable moments, and they share those moments with me. The joy, surprise, shock, sadness, disappointment, and the miracles that I get to see because of this are innumerable. There's just nothing like being a doctor. Working in medicine is an incredible gift. Now, while everything I just said is 100% true, and I do mean it with all the sincerity that I possess, I do have to say, in fairness, working in medicine is definitely not all sunshine, rainbow, unicorn sprinkles. First of all, it's nothing like what you see on TV. It's certainly not as glamorous. There is a ton more paperwork. Most patients that you see aren't exciting by Hollywood standards. And most patients who get really sick don't get the miracle you wish they could. We're under pressure to see more patients than ever, faster than ever, to know more medicine than ever, and to never make mistakes for fear that somebody will sue you or, worse, you may accidentally hurt somebody. The healthcare system in our country is broken, which makes it ridiculously challenging to work in. And so there's a lot of talk these days about provider wellness and burnout, compassion fatigue, resiliency, et cetera, et cetera. And there are a handful of models out there that kind of break it down. My personal favorite is called the Stanford model. It notes that fixing physician burnout means addressing three major areas. The first, personal resilience. This one makes a lot of sense because absolutely, yes, we must take care of our own selves in order to take care of other people. Secondly, efficiency of practice. This one, yes, yes, 100%. I think we can all understand that removing barriers for us to be able to practice efficiently and at the top of our licenses is crucial in us being able to work in healthcare for the long term and not get burnt out. But then there's this third category, culture of wellness. It's this idea that we as a community in medicine need to adjust our normative values what we consider routine and standard in medicine. We've got to move away from how it is now to stuff that actually promotes self-care and personal and professional growth and genuine compassion for each other and for our patients. We know that in medicine, we're not always very nice to each other. We are made to feel really embarrassed when we don't know something or if we make a mistake. We went to school for what feels like a mini eternity and took on a small country's GDP and debt to be able to do this job 
And yet, instead of being afforded respect and trust in our ability, it feels like we're constantly being scrutinized and we find ourselves playing defense for our choices far more often than being given the benefit of the doubt. And on top of all of this, we deal with sadness and tragedy on the daily. Really good people get horrific diseases. Chronic pain is relentless and emotionally taxing. Drugs and alcohol addiction plague so many of our patients' lives. Little kids die. And this isn't the kind of stuff that your mom or your husband or your best friend can just readily understand. We as doctors and advanced providers and hospital social workers and nurses, we understand each other in a way other people don't. We laugh and cry and revel in moments far more powerful than anything Hollywood ever created. Because for us, it's real life. It's real people, real stories, real experiences. And now enter Real Talk. Real Talk started as an in-person storytelling experience that gives healthcare providers a space to share our stories that highlight the human experiences that we have. This isn't like quality review or talking about cool or interesting cases. It's about unpacking our own history. Those things about who we are and where we came from that make our experience working with patients so unique. And anyway, after that story is finished, then there are one to two discussion questions that are posed to the group and highlight the theme of the story that was shared. It gives others a chance to share their own experiences on that topic. In this way, Real Talk creates a safe space for everyone present to share, and it celebrates the power of vulnerability and honors this age-old human tradition of sharing stories with each other. In medicine, if we ever want to break free from this old view that the proud iron dock mentality is the only way that you have to have emotions of steel, be able to walk from a code to a patient with a stubbed toe and into a cardiac arrest and never skip a beat and be unfazed by everything that happens around you. If we ever want to move away from that for real, then we have to start sharing these types of stories. The ones that are hard or where we messed up or where we got lucky or where the only reason that we had a good interaction or a positive outcome had nothing to do with what we knew and everything to do with who we are. The stories where we relied on each other to succeed, where we laughed with our patients, where we cried. Those stories. And having heard dozens of incredible providers sharing their stories in these in-person real talk sessions, we realized that these are too amazing to keep to ourselves. And so now we have this podcast to share all of these stories with you. So what do you say we get started and come with me to episode two.